sun is up, I'm off to the river now Sit beneath the morning sun Gone away, washed away, watch the clouds roll by And there I sit, I close my eyes Thinking, oh, Welcome friends, this is A Better World Podcast 30 minutes of inspiration from the worlds of business and the arts. This is Mark Ross, and I'll be your host. Welcome back, friends. There is so much going on in the world right now that I don't know even where to start. Uh, we've got COVID-19 still. Uh, disabling our economy and our businesses and our way of life. We are having some very overdue and real discussions in this country around race and history and uh, trying to become a better society that serves all people. It's hard to talk about these issues uh, when they're all going on at once. So what I wanted to start with this week is a new study that came out from Porter Novelli with regard to COVID-19 and tracking uh, purpose in companies and consumers uh, as they relate to businesses under the current circumstances. Now, Porter Novelli is a communications firm, a PR firm. They work with a lot of purposeful brands. They provide everything from business leadership and strategic planning to research and content strategy and um, analytics and measurement. Uh, but what I know them most, most for these days is, is their various surveys around purpose, whether it's millennials in the workplace or Gen Z. In this case, it's their latest COVID-19 tracker, reframer uh, of purpose in and after the crisis. Uh, it's their latest uh, tracker. They've been doing a series of these trackers since COVID-19 broke out. This is their June 2020 tracker. And I'll put the link in the notes to, to this podcast. Uh, but anyway, this, this latest survey is a benchmark study examining American expectations of companies during the COVID pandemic in light of recent issues around race and equality. Uh, so it's got a little different bent than the previous four surveys that they had done. But the, the outcomes are, are fairly dramatic and, and fairly significant and worth taking a look at because as we are tearing down old um, structures and, and building new ones and trying to build bridges across people uh, and race and deal with a lot of the issues that have been underlying our economic system and our health system. Uh, there are companies out there leaning into these issues really hard and standing out in the minds of many consumers as they do lean in. So for example, some of the statistics drawn out of this uh, survey uh, that I find interesting. Six in 10 Americans think companies must modernize current responsibility programs to reflect COVID-19 specific issues uh, and audiences, which I find interesting. So more than half of the people surveyed believe that companies need to change their current corporate social responsibility programs. Uh, nearly half of those surveyed feel that COVID will cause progress to slow on non-COVID issues, and 55% want to know how companies will continue progress on non 
post-COVID initiatives like economic development and health care and mental health and senior safety. These were the most pressing issues that came up uh, that are non-COVID, but they're also impacted by COVID. So the question is, more people want to find out um, how companies will continue to deal with these other pressing issues, while nearly half believe that progress will slow on these issues because our attention will be diverted to COVID uh, and some of the other related issues. Uh, according to the survey, uh, there has been increased interest since 2018 in healthcare issues, up 7% to 92% of those surveyed. Employee health and safety issues, not surprising since we're living in the COVID world right now, where 92% of those surveyed believe that that's one of the primar pr primary issues that need to be addressed. Privacy and internet security concerns, that's up 3% to 89%. I guess with everybody working from home and so reliant on technology, there are concerns now around privacy and internet security. Racial equality, of course, and not surprisingly, um, right now is up 4% to 85% are concerned. What's interesting is climate, meanwhile, is unchanged. People that care about climate and find that that's a primary issue, that has not changed, despite the fact that we know from climate scientists that we are going to be facing other outbreaks as a result of climate change. Uh, and also, not surprisingly, fake news is up 6% in terms of people concerned about that. It's only at about 62% of those surveyed, but still, it's a dramatic increase of 6% for people that are concerned about that. Uh, turning to um, consumers and how they would be supportive of a company's social and environmental initiatives, 54% uh, surveyed found that they are more likely to be supportive of a company's social and environmental initiatives if they know that a company has also put resources uh, into fighting uh, for COVID-19 relief and solutions. So in order to be a proactive company in the days of COVID, you need to be not only doing what you were doing before, but pivoting to also apply your resources to address COVID issues. Uh, 40, interestingly enough, the other area of the survey that I found interesting was who do we trust? Who do consumers trust these days? Well, it turns out that 47% of people believe that businesses should make the call as to when to reopen, while 43% only trust the government to make those calls. So I thought that was really interesting. We're still looking to our business leaders uh, to make decisions around uh, even in a pandemic, about when it's safe for us to operate. So we're looking for our businesses to engage in these issues. We're looking for our businesses to address these issues. We're looking for businesses to make decisions about when it's safe to engage in the public setting. Uh, all in all, it shows a trend towards businesses leading the way, conscious businesses full of purpose, full of intention, strategically leading the way through these dark times. All right, welcome back. I am so thrilled at this week's guest. 
uh, we have on the line Penny Andino, who's the Vice President of Marketing from Justin's. Justin's is a nut butter company, but they're much more than a nut butter company, as you are about to hear. Uh, I've known Penny now for quite some time, the better part of 15, 20 years at this point, uh, going back to when Penny was in the music industry and I was in the music industry. So I wanted to have her on to talk about really her career progression um, and pivoting to the natural foods industry and then working for what is one of the premier Colorado natural food companies. I would say they're one of the natural, one of the premier natural food companies in the world, given the extent of their uh, truly authentic and innovative corporate responsibility program. So Penny, welcome to a better world podcast. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and to reconnect with you and to have this opportunity to share what Justin's is doing these days. Yeah. Well, let's talk more. Let's talk first about you, because you have an interesting background coming from music. You were doing marketing at, at, a, at a company called Partners in Music, which is where I met you the first time, uh, working with Brandon Mann and bands like yeah. the Yonder Mountain String Band and Henry Butler and, and a bunch of uh, Todd Snyder was even through there for a brief period of time. Tell me about how you went from music to, to natural foods. Yeah, uh, those were the good old days for sure. But uh, I think the thing to know about me is in everything I've done, I've followed my passion. So um, I ended up coming out to school in Colorado and going to see you. And um, I was a music fan before, but just really fell in love with this idea that um, I could be part of the music industry. And so from there, I set out and got myself an internship with Partners in Music, which turned into a full-time job. And I did that for um, seven or so years, and uh, it really was an amazing time in my life. And my dear friends, like Brandon and his wife, Demema, they're still my best friends today. I met my husband there. Um, but it really was about me following my passion, right, and doing what I loved. And I actually kind of ended up transitioning out of the music business because my boss at the time, um, he dissolved the company. And I stayed with Yonder and went with them to their new management company. But the role that I was being put into was very different, where I was doing marketing and my role was pretty untraditional in the, in the music industry, really, of working for a management firm but doing marketing. And I'd say the new manager didn't exactly understand the role as I had done it before and wanted me to be more of this sort of day-to-day -day operations type person. And so I realized it was time for me to make a change. And when I really thought about it, I, while I loved music, I wasn't passionate about what I was doing day to day because it had turned into such a business to me that I couldn't go to a show and enjoy it. And um, so I started thinking, what do I do next? Where do I go? Um, I ended up for a very short time at an uh, agency working in, um, with clients that were in tourism and hospitality. And that felt like a fit because I love to travel. And um, so it, it, I identified with it. Um, but really, I found the agency side wasn't for me. And from there, I found my way to a company called New Hope that puts on the largest natural and organic um, trade show, B2B trade show in the world. And I just fell in love with the food industry. I had already been living a healthy, active lifestyle as we do here in Colorado and realized what an important part of your life food plays. It brings people together, it brings you joy, it connects you, um, it helps you live that healthier lifestyle. And so from my time at New Hope, which was on the B2B side, I realized I really missed being on the brand side. And so began, I, I would say fighting my way back to the brand side because it was very hard to make a transition from 
being part of this B2B company that was on, sort of on the outside of everything um, and getting on the inside of the industry. But um, I was able to transition through a company called Mix One that unfortunately is no longer around, but made a great all natural um, fruit-based protein drink and uh, got my shot and uh, I'm at Justin's today. And it just really, it's so cool to be a part of the Justin's team because I used to buy peanut butter and almond butter from Justin at the farmer's market back when I was in my 20s, when I wasn't even in the food industry. And uh, he is still the nicest, kindest, most humble person, just like he was when he was selling almond butter in a tent as he is today. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you do at Justin's? And then I'd like to talk a bit more about how Justin's came about and their philosophy. Uh, but yeah. I'd love to hear, what do you do on, on your day-to-day -day at Justin's now? Yeah, I mean, say every day is a little different, but uh, I head up the marketing team. So what that means is a lot of long and short term business planning. So the nitty gritty behind, you know, how much sales are we going to produce each year? How much product do we have to sell, produce all that exciting stuff? And then the fun stuff, which is the brand building. So advertising, communications, culture, CSR, which I know we're going to spend a lot of time talking about. And then how do we bring this brand into the future? So mapping out really what does innovation look like for this brand and how do we continue to accelerate it and uh, find a place in consumers' hearts. So going to Justin's origin story, I know, you know, I was doing some, some research on the company. It's funny, I've known about Justin's for years because I'm here in Colorado and uh, obviously you work very closely with our good friends at the Conscious Alliance. Uh, so I, I've known about Justin's for years, but I hadn't really heard more about the the origin story and the really strategic CSR program that the company has and still I started to take a look at this company even more. So I know I know Justin was from Pennsylvania, like myself, yeah. uh, living, uh, I guess, out in the sticks as a vegetarian trying to find healthy options. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how he um, focused on peanut butter and nut butter as really the solution and how, what was going to propel him forward in that regard? Yeah, so Justin had actually moved to Colorado when he started to get the company up and running. He was here and he had he was actually a law school dropout. He was going to be an environmental lawyer and um, I think he was out in California if I have this correctly and he just realized it wasn't for him. So he dropped out of law school, came out to Boulder, was working at REI, waiting tables, riding his bike a lot, mountain biking, running, all that stuff. Um, and really he was looking for something to fuel his active vegetarian lifestyle. And he started experimenting in his home kitchen with his food processor um, with different peanut butters and almond butters. And really what he wondered was why couldn't a handful of almonds taste as good as it did when it was jarred up into a spread. And it's sort of that curiosity that fueled him to the next step. So he started experimenting a lot and that's how we really got our one of a kind grind because it's not smooth and it's not crunchy was really what was known in the category at that time. There was two types of peanut butter and really only one type of almond butter, but smooth and crunchy. So he made something in between and started experimenting with fun flavors, took it to the farmer's market where I first came across Justin's and um, I don't want to say from there the rest is history because it's certainly not. He worked really hard and uh, had an amazing group of people behind him that uh, really helped get him distribution, first locally at Whole Foods, a lot of support here regionally from the Whole Foods team, and then uh, started expanding nationally and the brand took off. And I think, you know, Justin and Justin's at its core is really all about, um, you know, 
that curiosity and how can we do better and how can we make better tasting products, better products nutritionally. Um, and that's really at the heart of the story. And that's the approach that we take when we think about CSR. So it goes well beyond just continuous improvement. It's really a holistic view of continuous improvement across all verticals in the company, all aspects of the company, all people in the company, really trying to thrive on improving both the products you provide to people, uh, the benefit that they provide to people, as well as how the company shows up in the business world. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we say is that why not has become our rallying cry because why can't we do something better? And our mission is all about creating real food products that contribute to the world in a positive and meaningful way. Yeah. You know, what's, what I found most interesting about Justin's is, you know, uh, corporate social responsibility is kind of a tag that every company, every natural food company, uh, pretty much every company is now trying to utilize, but so many companies are doing it poorly. They're not starting, uh, basically they're, they're creating a, a, a confetti giving program where they just give to a variety of causes and they say that's corporate responsibility and that's done. And so my big criticism is companies that don't do the, the hard work, the foundational work to develop this mission, which you just alluded to, this vision for the company and this set of values. And what I love about Justin's is it all ties together in such a strategic way that I've just, I decided as I was doing the research for this interview that I, I speak a lot about corporate responsibility to a lot of different audiences. And I try to explain, this is the right way to do it. And I use different examples. And, and a lot of times I'll use um, a new Belgian brewing company, but now I've got another company that I can use that's doing it right. I mean, your values being passion and consciousness and product, and then hanging all of your philanthropy and all your sustainability and all the efforts that you do in the world of corporate responsibility off those three values is, is frankly remarkable uh, for such a small company, you know, out of Boulder, Colorado, uh, you know, a natural foods company with, I don't know how many, how many SKUs you have at this point. I know you've got the different nut butters and you have the, the, the peanut butter cups, cups. as well. Yep. Um, but for yeah, you to, well, have... to be in the same company as uh, new Belgium, that's quite an honor. So thank you. You just made my day. <laughs> yeah. So can you, can you talk a little bit about, you know, I know in consciousness, the consciousness value is really what struck me as being the most logical and strategic because you are giving back and participating with companies or nonprofits that are working on the, on the very beginning of the supply chain, your pollinators and supporting nonprofits that, that work in pollination because you can't have nuts and you can't have honey without pollinators. And then you're also dealing with the end of the food process with food security and nonprofits that provide food like Conscious Alliance uh, or other groups like that, that, that uh, I guess it's Kimball Musk's nonprofit as well you support that teaches urban garden techniques uh, throughout the United States. Uh, along with the, the kitchen community. So that's what I find so interesting that, that you have these bookends of your corporate responsibility and everything in between and everything flows through that process. Can you talk a little bit about how that came together and the thought process that went into the creating that? Yeah, I think for Justin's one thing that we've always been mindful, I think mindfulness and thoughtfulness is something that we do and bring to everything we do. So we approach CSR the same way we make our products and we really couldn't have one without the other, sort of as you alluded to. And I'd say too, we also try to be really careful not to oversell what we're doing in the area because for us, it's really about progress, not perfection. 
And you hear Justin say that and everyone in our organization say that a lot because we're not perfect and we know that, right? We make squeeze packs and that's a single um, use plastic item. And, but we're always looking for a better solution. We have active product projects going on in the company uh, around that item for how can we improve upon what we're doing today. So while we may not be able to produce something that's 100% recyclable in the near term, what steps can we take to improve it? And I think that's really been our philosophy and approach is just like you said with pollinators. So we work with Xerces and we work with uh, PPAN and we work with Growing Gardens. So we try to work at um, a, a local, national, and state level with partners. And then we also try to bring the partners together because collaboration is really important to us. So um, we want to join forces in any way we can um, with our partners to create more good in the world. So through Xerces, for example, we've worked on creating a pollinator highway here in Colorado. And then there's ongoing education and conservation work that comes out of both Xerces and the local and national partners. And then, you know, you mentioned Conscious Alliance. It's been a long-term um, partner of ours. And I think um, we started working with them honestly, through a dual connection, Justin was really moved by them. And then um, some former folks that used to work uh, on the Justin team that are good friends of mine were very involved in the music industry as well. And Conscious Alliance has that connection back to music. Um, and hunger affects one in seven people in the US right now. So um, it's a massive issue and it's, it's not getting any better these days, unfortunately. Um, we make food, so we need to help people through the food that we're making. Um, Conscious Alliance, they started on um, the Pine Ridge Indi uh, Indian Reservation and they've really expanded nationally. So it's been cool to watch as they grow, um, just as Justin's grew and they grew, how we've managed to stay and evolve our partnership to keep doing more together. Yeah, plus, plus Conscious Alliance has a couple Justins that have been in their, in their history. So it all ties together <laughs> yes, in the, in the world of Justins. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's a lot that we do on the ingredient side. Um, it translates into culture as well. So we give employees paid volunteer time to go out and help our partners. We, we organize quarterly and more frequent volunteer uh, days to give opportunities for folks to get out there. I know I myself have found it really rewarding to go and um, help at local food banks and get involved in those ways. And it's probably, I hate to admit it, something I wouldn't have gone and done on my own. But now having had that experience through Justin's, it's something um, that I do pursue um, on my own free time, as well as the company paid time um, that we receive as employees. Yeah, that's something I brought to my last company, volunteer time off, uh, paid vi volunteer time off. It, it's obviously a benefit that lots of millennials are looking for these days. As, as you and I both know, not being millennials, but knowing a lot of millennials, they want to do something more than just show up at work. They want to work for a company that stands for something more. And obviously, Justin sounds right on target in that regard. Uh, you know, you had talked about uh, the product and uh, obviously product is one of your values as well in terms of what you're, what you're looking to emphasize besides consciousness and passion. You had talked about the squeeze packs. Uh, being problematic, the packaging. But by the same token, you also have shortened up your supply chain to try to buy mostly domestic uh, inputs where you can, you know, trying to buy mostly organic inputs where you can and are looking to improve upon that, GMO-free inputs where you can. 
And I think some of your products are even certified organic and, and GMO free, correct? Yep. Our peanut butter cup line is all certified organic. Um, a new product line we're getting ready um, to come. All, all, actually, all of our product lines are certified non-GMO. So, um, And then our nut butters use um, a lot of secondary ingredients that are organic as well. So like you said, where we can, we source organic. And um, we've made a commitment in the confection space to only be organic and that really started with this idea that Justin had that the world doesn't need more candy. It needs better candy. So it's rainforest Alliance certified chocolate and all organic ingredients. Um, and really the reason we haven't done that with our nut butters, but we have focused on the secondary ingredients is to keep the price point. Um, I'll use affordable as a objective word, but to keep the price point more affordable for people, once you start putting organic nuts in there, it's going to be at a point that just really isn't obtainable for for most people. Yeah. And of course you also have are, are um, utilizing sustainably harvested palm oil, which is obviously a huge issue in the sustainability movement right now. Yeah. Palm oil is, is one of those big ones. And that's something we have an active project around as well, because um, you know, we believe that we use palm oil cause it's a non-hydrogenated oil and um, it acts as a stabilizer in the nut butter. So that creates less stirring for people. Um, and we believe palm oil is actually one of the most sustainable crops out there. Um, it's pretty interesting too, because the US uses actually three, less than 3% of the world's total use of palm oil. Wow. And most of that's in beauty products. Um, however, we know that it is, um, you know, a concern point for our consumers and we put our consumers at the forefront of everything that we do. Um, so we do have an active product project around, you know, is there a better, um, or more sustainable option than palm oil that we could replace it with. Um, so we do try to do everything right that we can in that space. We make sure that we partner with the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo to make sure that orangutans aren't harmed. We partner with different organizations like RSPO to make sure uh, deforestation and worker rights are um, kept at the forefront. But we know that there is potentially a better solution out there. So if there is, we want to make sure that we are on top of finding it. Yeah, and you're also working on climate, right? I mean, you're doing some things around climate. You're buying RECs, uh, renewable energy credits, uh, wind credits, obviously offset all your power. Um, you're, you're reducing, you're continuously, you're looking to continuously improve um, results with regard to food waste in your supply chain. I know that. And then obviously you had mentioned that you're looking at sustainable packaging, biodegradable packaging for your single use packets, correct? Yeah, so that's probably further out than we'd all like, but um, this just the solutions aren't there on the market today, but we do regularly have conversations with our suppliers and we're always pushing on our side too to ask them not only how we can be better, but how they can help us be better. Um, so I'd say that solution, unfortunately, is a little further out, but we're definitely working on it. And um, yeah, sourcing is a big, a big piece for us. So BPA-free jars, um, recycled cartons. We're getting ready to implement the how to recycle logo on all of our packaging. Um, so, you know, some components are and some aren't. For example, on our peanut butter cups, the um, inner liners and the cupcake liners that hold the cups in place, those are recyclable, but the film isn't. So, um, but we are also looking at bringing a recyclable bag to market for our mini peanut butter cups. So that bag is just thrown in the garbage today and we're looking to transition to a recyclable, in-store recyclable 
um, bag in the near future. So we know that exists today. So it's, again, it's kind of that idea of progress, not perfections. What are the steps we can take today while still always looking towards tomorrow? Yeah. Well, all of this isn't cheap. All of this costs money and sometimes uh, it drives cost up. Uh, so you need to be able to show an ROI on all the things that you're doing right now, whether it's your culture and having employees have volunteer time off and whether that helps you attract talent and retain talent and save money that way or shortening up your supply chain to try to save money that way. Can you talk a little bit about the ROI on some of these initiatives that, you, that you've taken to sh just demonstrate to people that might be listening that these are not only uh, good things to do, but they're achievable from a financial standpoint? Yeah, I think um, one thing I would say is you might surprise yourself or you might be surprised when you start looking and pushing for some of these solutions, the recyclable bag that I spoke about. Um, we knew we wanted to move to something better. And when we actually started looking into it, it was cost neutral, if not cost beneficial to switch to this bag. So I'd say sustainability doesn't always have to cost more. Um, so challenge yourself to reevaluate what your supply chain and your opportunities and materials that are available to you. Because you may, like us, while we, we had planned to make the move, we actually got a financial benefit out of it. Um, and we get to do something that's better um, for the world. And I think to the point of our ROI, you know, at the end of the day, we're doing it because it's the right thing to do and the responsible thing to do. And... It helps us certainly form a more meaningful, deeper connection to our consumers. Um, so that's how I, I would suggest people think about it. So what, what message do you wanna send about your brand? How do you wanna to relate to your consumers? And is corporate social responsibility something that can help you have a more meaningful relationship with your employees or the people that you serve in the market? Um, that's certainly why we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, and I guess I would say, um, you know, at least in our industry too, there's been a lot of like retailers and other large brands that have started to make movements towards sustainability where sort of what you said with Justin's was doing some of these things before, but you see that, you know, there's a big movement out there and that's because consumers are demanding it. So everyone from the smaller brands out there to the large brands are, um, getting on the train and it couldn't make us happier. Yeah. Well, speaking of the large brands, just before you joined, uh, obviously Justin's got bought by Hormel, large food company, uh, one of the largest in the world. How is that, uh, understanding that you weren't there pre-Hormel, yeah. how does that impacted the company in terms of the culture or the way that you do business now? Yeah, I think, you know, what we like to say is that um, Justin's didn't sell out, Hormel bought in. And that's really true to what's happening today. There's a reason that Justin chose to sell his company to Hormel, in my opinion, and that's because the values very much align. Um, Hormel is on the top 100 corporate citizens um, list every year going way back. And, you know, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but um, fairly high up there on the list. So they're doing a lot of good in the world and they're, they're committed to doing well. So they've really helped us support and enhance our CSR programs and those organic secondary ingredients that you mentioned in our nut butters, those all came on board after Hormel. So um, you think, and I had this 
perspective myself. Honestly, you think a big food company comes in and, you know, they're just out to cut corners and save money. And that may be the case in some instances, but I would say Hormel's really invested in this brand and is really helping us do more good in the world. So it's a, it's a true partnership. We can learn from them and they can learn from us. And we've had a, a number of instances both ways. So it's, um, it's been a great partnership. I, you know, I think of it a lot like uh, the Ben and Jerry's Unilever deal um, where the same thing, it wasn't that um, uh, Ben and Jerry sold out to Unilever. It was really Unilever buying into Ben and Jerry's values and their, their value proposition of the brand. And you see this throughout the natural food industry uh, all the time now. Uh, so it's fantastic that you get to, you and your team at Justin's get to influence in some way how Hormel is hopefully doing business as, as, as did Ben and Jerry's with Unilever. Absolutely. Um, and we can bring more good food to more people. Right, way. right. Well, what's coming up for Justin's? And, and obviously we're, we're living in a kind of unique uh, moment in time right now with the uh, with COVID-19 going on and uh, lots of discussions about racial disparities taking place. What's just, how is Justin's reacting to uh, all of this that's going on in our world right now and looking to the future? Yeah, um, I guess what's next in a broad sense is, you know, we published our first um, CSR report for 2019 this year, which we're really excited about and we're gonna continue to do that annually. Um, we're working on some long-term goal setting around ingredients and packaging. Uh, in the short term, we have that recyclable minis bag that I um, spoke about. And we launched a uh, dark chocolate uh, crispy peanut butter cup this year that's organic uh, and Rainforest Line certified. And then um, we have some new exciting news, uh, new products that are coming to the shelf in a totally new category in September. So be on the lookout for those. We'll be at uh, Whole Foods and Target to start. Um, and then regarding the conversations that are happening now, you know, the purpose and the reason Justin created Justin's was to change for the better, right? And our mission, as I said, is creating real food products that contribute to the world in a positive and meaningful way. And, you know, we believe that you can't have environmental justice without racial justice. And so Justin's did insert ourselves into the conversation. Really, we paused and we listened to start and, um, uh, now the action steps we're going to be taking is we're going to be partnering with our long-term partner, Conscious Alliance. So it's really great to see that they've reacted to this, to the demand and the needs in the market to help serve underprivileged communities in need during this time. We're giving them a $10,000 donation in addition to our um, typical annual contribution. Um, that'll be helping specifically in the Chicagoland area um, through Social Works, which is Chancellor Rapper's organization there um, to help with food insecurity. And then we've been holding town, town halls with our company. We're um, providing some diversity trainings and we're working to finalize an employee donation matching program. And that's really just now, that's what we're doing today. Um, and we're looking forward to figuring out how we can best um, continue to be involved because, um, like I said, you just can't have the environmental equity that we were so hopeful to provide and help be a part of without the racial piece as well. Penny, this has been fascinating and wonderful to speak with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today about all this. Um, 
thank you. This is great. I wish you and Justin's all the best moving forward in the future. And uh, I look forward to hearing from folks that hear this episode about how excited they are about Justin's. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's been fun to chat. Yeah, thank you. And that's this episode of A Better World. If you found this podcast to be helpful, useful, inspiring, please consider subscribing wherever podcasts are heard. You can find out more information about this particular episode as well as our other episodes on our website, www.abetterworldpodcast.net. From your comments and suggestions and feedback, you can send that all to Mark M-A-R-C at needleconsultants.com. I'm Mark Ross, and I look forward to joining you next time as we explore how we can all help to create a better world.